Hello and welcome to the Life is Story podcast. I'm Josh Olds, and today I'm talking with Carrie Neitz. He's the author of the series Peril in Plain Space. So, Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Josh. Great now, to be here. Yeah, and I mentioned the uh, I mentioned the series name because uh, you book three is just released. And right. Book three is 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 called uh, Amish Werewolves in Space. Of space. Of space. Of space. (laughs) I knew that, but I wrote it down wrong here on my notes. Amish werewolves of space. And and that is a lot, (laughs) especially if you've not ever heard anything about the first two books. Um, So let's start at the beginning, I guess. Okay. Uh, Book one, Amish vampires in space. In space, yeah. Okay. Tell us the story. There's obviously a story. So tell us the story of how that book came to be. Sure. Yeah, um, it's a good one. Um, so uh, I started my writing career um, writing for March Lord Press. It's a, a small micro press. It's now Enclave Publishing. And um, the publisher used to go to all these writing conventions and, and whatnot where there'd be other publishing companies there looking for books and and because the Amish romance um, genre is so big, most of these other publishing houses, that's what they'd be looking for, lots of Amish romance. And he, of course, was looking for science fiction and fantasy. And so his joke would be, you know, the only Amish fiction I'm looking for is as if it's something like Amish vampires in space. And at uh, some point along the line there, he, he sent out a mock cover to all the all the authors of Martin Ward, and they already had a had a vampire bonded vampire lady in front, and and there was there was a was obviously on a spaceship because you could see a planet behind, and you know just kind of this joke cover, and and got to talk talking about it. And I was like, you know, so much write that book because the the title alone would be intriguing, I think, and it, it it seems sort of campy. I'm not sure if I'm the one to write it, but because everything I'd done before had been pretty much hard science fiction. But uh, I said, yeah, but you know, it, it seems so much to do it. Well, a couple months went by, and I started getting this idea about how it all might, how the Amish might get into space and become vampires from a sort of a straight sci-fi, kind of as hard as I could make it, viewpoint. And so I started writing on it, and I got about 30,000 words in, and I sent him, I sent him an email and said, hey, guess what I'm writing? And... Uh, when he got done laughing, he said, well, you know, if it's good, if I like it, I'll publish it. So I finished it up. It was probably 130, 140,000 words when it was done. And sent it to him, and he liked it. And so that's how it became a book. Yeah, so, so. this was like, this was a serious project for you then, almost yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of the way my mind works. Like, okay, how would this, how would this, it's an interesting mental challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how could this how could this work? Yeah. Well, so. yeah. I think just building off the title, there's obvious – like obviously there's so much uh, uh, cognitive dissonance is the correct term <laughs> um, in the title that you know none of these words seem like they right. go together. It's like this was created right. in like a, you know, a Mad Lib's gone wrong or something. Right. Um, but in the book, you, you, know, you really do tie those things together pretty well. I, you know, I – and – Obviously, it's science fiction, so there is some suspension, uh, you know, disbelief to say that yeah. okay, yes. we, we just have to accept uh, that some things happened. 
Um, but my goodness, we do that in reality all the time. Uh, right. Anyway, and so so you write this book, and you like the what. What did you perceive being like the market for this book? Like, you know, you who are you going to sell this book to? Uh, you know, science, science fiction fans in general, you know, I, obviously there'd be I'd hope there'd be some crossover from folks who liked Amish books, you know, and and I actually had a Amish romance writer who who sort of read, you know, read the book and kind of gave me some tips about, okay, we wouldn't do it this way, we do it this way and and you know that that was helpful. So you know, some some of that too, but but mostly you know just the fans of science fiction and my my readers that that know the kind of stuff I write. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, March of Lord had its its own niche of dedicated fans, and and all of them would sort of understand the joke and understand the the perspective, and and in general, that's played out pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think now, that. Um... I think that science fiction fans in particular are more amenable to these sort yeah. of wild concepts than, right. than other genres. Right, sure. You know, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter or whatever, or mm. you know, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. They, right. Those are very successful books, you know, and, and they're certainly fantasy science fiction. Mm. So, Yeah, yeah. So I think the, the precedent was there. Yes. Um, I... Do you think this project, obviously uh, Jeff Gerke, who led Martial Lord Press, was influential in, in, in the process of starting this? But w- without Martial Lord, do you think this book would have gotten published anywhere else? I, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but uh, you know, that's that's one of the things. Anything can get published today, you know, <laughs> given the right. Now, when when things have played out the way they they did, I I have no idea, mm-hmm. but. But to be honest, the book has gotten more press and notoriety since it's been an indie title than when it was part of Martin Lord Press. Because the other thing that happened was about three months after that book came out, Martin Lord was sold, mm-hmm. and and the new the new owner wanted to be very you know much more straight laced science fiction and whatever. And I think I think. Also, he had a connection with the Amish romance genre that some of the folks there were a little unsettled by, not having read my book, <laughs> unsettled by right, the concept. The, the concept, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but again, it, it was, it's been mentioned in Newsweek and and um, Washington Post and and Library Journal and Publishers Weekly and sort of all these, you know, both industry and wide media mm-hmm. yeah yeah things. and so and then obviously the big one was you got to mention on it's night show and mm-hmm. that that happened uh like march march or april of of the year after it had released so so long after it was an indie title mm-hmm. at that point so, so remind remind me again of when the initial release date was, was it- so the original elite release was october of 2013 okay. and and then it became an, an indie title in January of 2014. Okay. So pretty kind of quick, <laughs> quick turnover. Yeah, yeah, quick turnover for you to think yeah. that. And, okay. and, and it was. And I mean, it was something that happened over, essentially over Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was definitely a rush, rush, because the book was selling well and getting lots of press and lots of kind, 
good reviews, and and so you know, there's no reason to discontinue it. Mm-hmm. But most people didn't even notice what happened behind the scenes, you know, at that right. point. Right. So yeah, yeah, and and I think it probably, I think it enabled you too to be like, okay, and this is where this, you know, I kind of have this creative direction now to move yeah. forward, and it's all it's all me. I don't have to. Yeah. There's nobody else that I have to worry about. If I want to keep going with this, I can keep going with this. Um, yep. So yeah, so you had all all this reaction, all this publicity, and you know, I don't want to say that that not all of it was positive, but I think uh, the, the cover made a lot of like you know worst cover of the year or whatever, which is yeah. absolutely wrong uh, yeah. because it is the best cover uh, right. for for uh, what it is uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right. If the right if the idea of a cover is to- to stop people and get them interested, then absolutely is what it should be, you know. And and it has right on it exactly what the title is, you know, right. Amish Vampire Space. So so yeah, and even today, you know, when we take it to book book shows and, and we have a poster of it up, you know, I, I wish we could record it because just people stopping and, and mouthing the, the title and looking at the cover and you know, it, it's a it it makes people wonder, you know, mm-hmm. get some interest. So yeah. So I, I think for a book like this, the cover is very important. I mean, because yeah. you have you have the title, and that's you know that that's sort of that's definitely the hook. Um, yeah. But the the cover and the way in which the cover is done, the professionalism that the cover exudes, kind of tells you a little bit about the tone about how it's treating yeah. that all that subject material. So, um, who did you work with? in setting this up and you know how did you decide that this is exactly the way we want this to look um well kirk DuPont of dog dog deer design did the covers did all the covers and so it's pretty much his baby we we sent him he he's nice in that he usually will read at least a good portion of the book before he he does the cover and um but yeah so we sent him the early draft and and he read it and and Kind of surprised us with what you see there. There really was very little changes after that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the cover kind of got leaked before we even um, were had had the final final hair. Yeah, okay, this is going to be it. But at that point, it was too late, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it it just got shared and shared and shared. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is this is it, and this was meant to be. And from then on, it's been the cover. Yeah, so. yeah, and he's and he did the same. He did the covers for, um, you know, book two and three, and did yes. just as just just as good a job. Yeah, uh, on those as all of them. Yeah, which, the, I mean, honestly, I have yet to, uh, to see a, a Kirk Dupont's cover that I don't like. Right, um, he's just one of the best in the business. Um, so really, you know, it's really eye eye catching, um, in in all of that. And that's you know that's you know that's really the face of the book for a lot of these like you know like I said the TV appearances yeah. and, and everything, and um, you know I, I guess belying all this you've had all this media attention but so what was the you may not even know what was the reaction within the Amish community to something this out there did they you know have you heard yeah. anything I mean, have they you know, you know that that's interesting because yeah you really sort of have to get it from impressions you know now. Mm-hmm. Um, Early on, I think there might have been a few ex-Amish folks who had had problems, you know, with it, or you know, read read the book, and I guess felt like they were standing up for the community. But yeah. I've never gotten a negative response from the 
1980 itself. And in fact, before, you know, when I was in the process of writing the third book, I got this kind of carefully worded um, email from, from, from someone from a library in, in Indiana. And it was like, well, some of our patrons are wondering if you're going to finish that, that series. They really wonder about how, you know, like the vampire youth end up or whatever. And it, and, and it came with the impression like, oh, and given where the location was, it's like, okay, this is the heart of Amish country, mm-hmm. you know. And so kind of had the feeling it's like, okay, they're reading it and they're interested, you know. And I and so I feel good about that, you know. And hopefully I gave them a third book that they'll be happy with. Yeah. So. yeah, and I would say that probably the people who have any problems with um, with your portrayal you know, of the Amish community probably are going to have the same problems with the portrayal of Amish romance as well. Yeah. Um, right. So, right. you know, it's the idea of the concept. feel like uh, they're, yeah, they're being used or whatever, mm-hmm. but that, that was another, one of my goals is to try to portray the community as, as well as I could and as, as straight as I could, you know, like mm-hmm. as close to, you know, as, as close to authentic as, as I could be without having actually been Amish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I actually don't live that far from Amish, area of Ohio. So, you know, I've made many visits there. And so it's, yeah, we did as well as we could, you know, with some research and again, help with the Amish romance writers help. And then you, know, you, you do your best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there is a sense too, that, you know, it, it's, I want to say this book is layered because that's just to put it mildly. Um, you know, but there, there is this sense in which you are, uh, even though it is is straight up science fiction, it, it is sort of a, a tongue in cheek parody uh, of the popularity of Amish yeah. romance and Amish novels, and that becomes even more. Uh, th- 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 I think that becomes more obvious in in, yes. in, the, in the second book, it, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, yes. In in that the way not just the Amish community is portrayed, but now that they're kind of out, um, a few of the characters are out in the actual world and the real world. Uh, outside of their communities, they're yeah. seeing then that the, there is a version of this uh, Amish lifestyle that is still popular yes. uh, even then, and that that's yeah. obviously um, a a tongue in cheek reference to the popularity yes. of that, Amish fiction today. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What do you think? What 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 is the appeal? Because we are a culture that you know loves technology, we yeah. are a culture that loves this sort of innovation and wants the biggest and best things. Uh, but yet there is this contingent that in so much of our escapism, um, we just we just want, you know, we just we, we, we uh, when I say we, I I do mean a pretty readers of Christian fiction. I guess is probably a what I who I'm the category I'm lumping myself into. Uh, there are a lot of people that just like, okay, I want to get away from all this technology, all these things, and just sort of take a step back. And, and they, an Amish-influenced uh, novel is how they do that. Why, why do you think that is? I Certainly, the simple life part of it, is there's an appeal there. You know, like this very rural setting, you know, the, the not as much technology and... and, and People and the reactions are much more black and white, you know. I, I would guess is part of it. Um, but often, even those Amish romance novels are there's some outsider 
for stepping into the community. You know, so really they're playing with the same sort of things as I right. I was. You know, there or there you know there's some some per, some Amish person sort of contemplating leaving the community, or you know this love interest is dragging him away, or whatever. You know, and so it's still a similar sort of uh, conflict, I think. You know, but just in a different different setting, you know, <laughs> without yeah. the monsters. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. <laughs> nope. All right, but. so you get through. Book one comes out. It has all this reaction. Um, I'm, I'm sure you sold millions of copies or, you know, near there. Uh, millions, <laughs> but yeah. Uh-huh. Did, did you – at what point did you go, this needs a sequel? Um, fairly, fairly early on. Mm. And, and part, of, part of it, too, is that the the survivors of the first book, I, I, they started to become friends for me. You know, like they were right. interesting, interesting characters, and I really wondered where they were going next. And and I think Jeff Gerke was the one suggesting, you know, because of the popularity, zombies seem like the next mm-hmm. the next obvious choice for for a monster. And and so I started thinking about that. And, okay, what would that mean? And, and then kind of this context of like okay what does that mean in in the context of the first book you know what and uh, kind of wrestling with that and sort of how it all fits together so um so yeah pretty sure pretty early on i i was working on it uh, in the summer of 2014 mm-hmm. you know so and then it came out the next following year mm-hmm. so, so yes then book two amish zombies from space um yeah. that takes off and really i think expands expands the the universe um i mean in a quite literal sense and and yes. where, where you're seeing these characters go and you get more of a understanding of of what happened in book one to to cause these vampires to exist right um and right. They, they become you know becomes a really you know uh you know plot point uh in the second book and um so it but it's, it's been you know you you get through all that it's been 5 5 years yeah and now it's yeah. book 3 so you know did it take you 4 years to say okay this needs a sequel or what what take you know what took 5 years yeah. for book three um, to come out yeah there were a lot of factors there i i um had some other universes that i wanted to get back to and and the Amish the Amish books do take a lot of the, Sort of very complicated chestwork mm-hmm. sort of uh, projects. You know, you got a lot of pieces moving and trying to bring them all together. It, it sort of a really draining process. And plus, all the research. You know, okay, does this work for an Amish community? Does this work scientifically? You know, because there's a lot of trying to get some hard science fiction and science in there too. And so, I after three years, also figure out where where the next one would go, you know, give, give time for those ideas to, to sort of, you know, trickle in for wherever they're going to come from. So, so, and, and I had some books that had, um, I'd gotten rights back to that wanted to re-release and, and like I said, I had some of those stories I wanted to tell. So it, it's, uh, I think between that time, like I, since then I'd re-released four books and, written four others you know so it's it's been plus some short stories in there and 
Yeah, so it's not like you've, been, you've not just been like resting on the success of um, yeah, no, I've been, in space. Yeah, yeah, I've been busy, you know. So, and then and and then yeah, some things started to fall in line, and got some kind of cool ideas about where we go next, and and had some gentle nudges from some fans too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just and then it just felt like it was time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know we finally get to now uh, Amish werewolves. And yeah. uh, they are from, they're not in space, they're not from space, but they're of, of space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. going through all the different, all the, all the different ones. Yes. Um, g- just give us a, a sort of elevator pitch for this book. Um, where is this story going to take us? Sure. So it's like seven, seven to eight years after the last one. Um, so all the characters who survived and kind of gotten on of their lives and um, this planet resolve is sort of the main focal point of, of the second book and, and it kind of is again the Amish community there and, and the non-Amish the Englishers who live there and um, so a number of things are starting to fall in place there in the last the second book there, there was a group of children who had some special abilities and and so They've sort of lived in the near the Amish community for for a while and sort of had this easy, uh, maybe uneasy <laughs> peace. And and um, and so some there's starting to be some livestock getting killed and some other things that are disturbing the Amish. And and so the children are starting to become. Like they might be getting blamed, you know, like in, in maybe unjustly, maybe justly. And so that's, that's part of the factor. And then, and then there's, turns out the zombies aren't completely gone. So there's another, there's some, um, more invasions to other planets going on in the, in the galaxy. And so, uh, some of our, some of our friends from the second book find themselves in the middle of that and, and getting chased by zombies again. And, and so, yeah, a number of things going on there, and and who's going to survive and how, and and uh, what, what it all boils down to. I, I think in the end, it was very very nice and um, comfortable ending. You know, they all the pieces sort of feel like they felt fell together well, and um, I think fans of the first two books will definitely enjoy the third one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure, I have to say that the and I, I guess this is this is. Um, you know, a little a little bit of spoilers for book two, but we've already talked about it. Is the the vampire children were yes my favorite part. Yes. Of, of, Although uh, there's plenty more of those. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty more of them. Yeah. You know, and and they've they've got this name now. They're called the vampire vampire kinder by the by the Amish. So they're they're this group of you know vampire children who are sort of living in the community, but not of the community. So you know, they're they're interesting interesting characters, and they get a chance to stretch your legs and other parts, wings and whatever. And the third one. And, um, and then, and then there's this young boy, Isaac, who's the son of Jebediah, who has a sort of a connection to them. And he had sort of a, a very early connection to them in the second book. And then now it's been seven years later and, and him living them, you know, with them as friends. And, and so that connection is kind of grown. So it, he's sort of a makeshift leader of the, of the group. So, his own little superhero group, sort of. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, kind of plays plays out pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
So you feel like this is like this is the end of the series. You're not gonna go. I don't know what other monsters you could write. Yeah, stories yeah. On. I mean, I, at this point, I, I do. I, I I think it does tie up a lot of loose loose ends at the mm-hmm. end. They're they're. I won't say that all the questions are answered, but most of them, you know. And and so right now it feels like this is the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, one of the things that really interested me in in yeah in all the books is that. Um, the underlying reason that all of these monsters come into being, uh, it really has to do with the advance of science, specifically with genetic yes. experimentation. Um, and so it is sort of, and, and this is like, I guess, a common sci-fi thing is that, you know, beware of the advance of science. Uh, but put into contrast with the you know, Amish culture, which is very much also beware of the advance of science, right. Um, right. You know, really sets those things you know, I, I think it really draws a, a very interesting and unique contrast um, because sci-fi is usually sci-fi is usually saying here's an advanced society. Let's be careful how far we advance. And you're taking it the other direction and saying no, we need to be as un you know not I guess unadvanced sounds probably the wrong term. We need to be as plain uh, yeah. as as possible in yeah. order to uh, make sure that we don't fall into these temptations. Uh, or distractions, or risk um, trying to play God uh, right. in these things, and, and that was a really good connection. So, like, what what research did you do to say, you know, okay, this is you know, obviously it's science fiction, but we at least want to make this believable. Yeah, well, you know, all science fiction tends to be sort of cautionary, right? And 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 it does play well with the Amish. The, it isn't that they they never advance like they they don't uh, use new technology. It's just that every every new technological step is weighed with will this add to the community or will it take away from the community? You know, and so it's an interesting sort of discussion to have, especially today. You know, where in some ways we're we're very connected, but in other ways we're not connected. You know, we're very mm-hmm very much not a community and people were shouting at each other across the country on Facebook, you know, about the most inane things, you know, and so so it it is it is kind of an interesting cautionary tale, I think, and a very cool context to put it in. And um you know, research yes, research into you asked about that and obviously into what the Amish believe and, and again how they add technology and because there's certainly many that will go to a library and use the computer, you know, it's just they don't own a computer, you know, and so or they're they're all right with being taken, you know, to work in a car, they're just not going to drive the car, you know, because that will take away from the community somehow. So so yeah, so it definitely had to do some research there and then and then you know, I I have sort of a science background anyway. So I have interest in used to used to be a computer programmer myself and, and so that Definitely plays a factor, especially in the third book, even even more so. So, you know, fun stuff, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so last question for you, and then I'll, I'll sure. let you go. Sure. Um, and this, this, considering everything you just said that you've done in the past few years, it seems, you know, I always, I always hate someone just just released a book and they've worked so long on it. But I always like to end with, well, what's next? What are you yeah. doing after this? Do you have any plans? I, uh, I don't have. Any strong plans? I do. I do have a friend ask me to write. He's working on like a, a series of science fiction fantasy devotionals, you know, that use use popular uh, sci-fi fantasy books to 
to construct like daily devotionals. And, and so I'm kind of playing around with that a little bit just to get my, my head in a different place for a while. But after that, ah, yeah, I don't know. Sky's the limit. That's the thing with the sci-fi. You never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Concept can be anything. So, I mean, at some point, I, I'd even – I've kind of played stepping back into the mask um, mm-hmm. universe a little bit. That that was a standalone book, but I had some other ideas for things that could happen in that that universe. So so we'll see. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Kerry, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. You bet. Um, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. It. And, yeah. again, the book is Amish Werewolves. From space. Of space. I'm always going to get that wrong. Okay, but I'm sure if you just Google Amish werewolves, then you're going to find find the correct book. There's not many titles like that. Um, So, yes, thank you so much. And, again, um, that is available on Amazon, um, obviously. And um, go out and get it. Start with book one. Read all the way through. You won't be disappointed. 